Well, Bronzies, we're doing absolutely wonderful. It is a fine Tuesday here in sunny... Yeah, it was a sunny day. Sunny Central... I was inside working all day. Sunny Central Colorado here in Buena Vista in the mountains. All is well. No complaints at all whatsoever, as per usual. It was windy. That's my complaint. Yeah. It was fucking windy. It was windy. Yeah. Here on the north end of the table, who's been sitting on his ass all day long, you've got Zach. Hello. And then on the south end of the table, as per usual, we've got Mr. Dougie Fresh. I wasn't sitting on my ass all day long. He was not. He was actually being productive, and I was not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's slow down on <laughs> And we are delighted. Productive is... Oh, not not quite so much, yeah. See, but I, was I wasn't sitting. Yeah. Right. And probably the most productive of the three of us was our guest here today. We have Mr. Dylan Hare of Dead Awake. Dylan, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Dude, our I'm absolute excited. pleasure. Our absolute pleasure. So, to let all of our bronzies know and kind of become the initiated, so to speak, and welcome into our circle, as we've already become best friends here, and we want everyone else to be your best friend as well. Let all of our bronzies know about you. Tell them about what you what you do within the within the metal scene, what you do creatively, and and about you. Yeah. Um... My name's Dylan, aka Downtempo Daddy, on every single social media platform because I lack originality. <laughs> I <love> um, <laughs> I'm the vocalist of a uh, death metal, deathcore, hardcore, just metal outfit. We're called Dead Awake. Um, I just do the vocals. I write lyrics. I write patterns. I help write some riffs sometimes. I mean, like once or twice. But um, yeah, I've been around the metal scene since I was like, I want to say 12 or 13. Started in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and and ended up in Illinois somehow, and it just kind of blew up to what it is now. It didn't blow up, but it came to what it is now, and I'm really thankful for it. But yeah, I just, I've been around the scene a long time. I write music and I scream in front of strangers for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, we, and we have a lot of fun having you scream at us or any screamer scream at us. It's always a, a pleasure. <laughs> That's for my favorite part. <laughs> favorite part honestly so you said you, you, you <laughs> well i'm glad to hear it you you started doing doing vocals and getting involved in music around like 12 years old i don't even think we we uh we asked you how, how old are you now i'm 27 27 so i just turned 27 in february okay word we're not all too far so i'm 30 doug's 29 and about to come become 30 we're not talking about it Ooh. yeah we're not congratulations talking about it. my dude almost <laughs> 30 and flirty so, dude. so we're all we're all kind of in that same ballpark so <laughs> but yeah so you've been you've been at it for some time then in that case started off in green bay and then worked your way down to chicago um Yep. What what kind of was the trajectory? What did what did you see in terms of difference between different scenes out in out in like kind of green greater Green Bay area and Wisconsin, and then kind of working your way down into, I don't know if you really do I don't know how much you do in Chicagoland, but I'd imagine being kind of out towards Rockford area and whatnot that might be the case. Yeah, so um, Green Bay was a completely different experience than anything I've ever experienced. Um, I was basically my best friend Garrett. He is a drummer. Uh, my other best friend Cody, he's a guitarist, and we kind of started this like just this band together. They were already kind of established, and I hopped on. I didn't even know how to scream. They just added me there because like I was in choir and shit. Um, so it took like two or three years for me to get a solid scream going, but um, it started going really well. We started um, playing shows pretty much every weekend anywhere that would have us. There's this place called Fatheads. Um, we would be let in about two seconds before our set oh and we would God. play our set and then we would be kicked out promptly five seconds <laughs> after. Um, cause we were all 16, you know, what the heck happened there? Oh no. 
what the fuck? We're going to have some cool... We got to sample that and something. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so, Doug, who are you listening to this week? <laughs> Tell you what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I'm going to write a letter to whoever's in charge of internet in the Midwest. Yeah, because I was with... Uh, oh, yeah, I was yeah. with Bram, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we think we've got a rough out here. Who else do we have on from the Midwest? Is that it? Um, uh, we've also had. Is Tennessee Midwest technically, or is that southern? I, I call that. It's south. like southeastern. Yeah, I I call that. It's like the south. Yeah. Yeah, I call yeah. that south. Yeah. Yeah, but who who else from out out that way? Well, we had the we had uh, Mel from Chicagoland. Mm. Yeah. We didn't have any problems on that one, did we? No. Or Joe Tabiri. Yeah. No problems at all. So interesting. Yeah. Hey, we got him back. Nice. <laughs> oh, except for audio. Can you guys? Can you guys? Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah. Dude, go. I don't know what the fuck just happened. No, it was crazy because like because it initially started and he laughed and then it turned into this like dot 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 dot. I'm like, dude. <laughs> so we're actually Doug and our producer uh, Kyle. They're working on like this Darko kind of theme track together. And I feel like oh, taking yeah. that and ripping it some and then doing turning that into a sample could be some cool I stuff. <laughs> just just throw my name one. on a feature on it. <laughs> yeah. It's just literally just a glitch sample <laughs> from my fucking shit. <laughs> God, that's so funny. Well, as long as as long as we're talking about things going wrong as far as technology goes, tell us about everything that's gone right with your with like your with your with your band project and everything like that. With Dead Awake, like I guess especially oh, yeah. in this in this more shorter term, like uh, say like over the last year, the last few years, what have you seen in terms of growth, uh, in terms of response from people? What's that looked like for y'all? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely ramped up. Um, I would say from, I mean, we were, you know, still playing and everything like that and doing our own thing and stuff. But um, I want to say ever since like 2020, when we took our hiatus completely unplanned, like we broke up for a little bit and then came back. Um, just to fill out a record contract and then ended up just sticking around. Mm-hmm. Um, but ever since then, we've just kind of noticed like a pretty steady rise in just like fans and engagement and shows and stuff. And it feels a lot more organic just because we can, we're basic, we're independent right now. So everything, yeah. so like semantics is independent, vials independent. This next EP is independent right now. Um, and we're just going from there. But yeah, I would say it's definitely increased a lot, probably just because we don't stop putting out music. <laughs> just because we're like shoving our music down people's fucking throats. Dude, hell yeah. But yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. That's though. the way to do it. Yeah, and honestly, like it's yeah. it's cool anytime we no matter how people are putting music out, it's always like it's always kind of cool here in the process. But it's there's something especially exciting about the prospect of of bands kind of taking the the agency over the whole situation and being able to direct it themselves and not being uh, beholden to a label or whatnot. You just, you have so much right. more room for creativity, so much more room for your deadlines of how exactly you're going to go about releasing stuff. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so that's just like a great situation right there for y'all. Um, yeah. What, what, what are some, what are some approaches that y'all have taken in terms of producing and distributing your music that, that y'all decide to take that you feel you might not have been able to do in the event that you were beholden to a record label. 
honestly, we were okay. So we were signed to We Are Triumphant. Mm-hmm. Um, we did basically everything ourselves besides the distribution. Yeah. Um, but that was by design. We wanted to be able to. We had such creative freedom. We've basically been doing this ourselves since the beginning. The only difference is. Um, we are triumphant had access to the orchard, which got our songs out. And then that's why Vagabond kind of popped off um, and then pretty much got us to where we are now. But I would definitely say a lot of it is just deadlines um, because they didn't really, if anything, they hindered us putting out music because they had so many artists on their label and stuff that we would be like, oh, we have this whole album that we just finished after going to the studio eight hours a day for two fucking weeks because we literally can't stop writing music. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you guys just released a single like three months ago, so we'll put this out in June, and it's like March. Yeah. Or like, we'll put this out in November, and it's March. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't want it to compete with their other artists and stuff, you know? Yeah. So the best part about being independent with our semantic CP We've been sitting on that for over like three years, I think. Like we had been, we recorded that with Mitch from Varials. Um, so we were working with him like years and years ago, dude. And we had this shit down pat. It was mixed. It was ready to go, done. And our original plan was to shop it to labels and stuff. And then when we were independent. We were like, fuck it. Let's just drop this thing. We've been sitting on it for way too long. So we literally like set up a release date for the next month, did like two music videos. And we're like, okay, here it is. <laughs> and we like, Vile was literally like, I think we put out an announcement, I think maybe like a month after Semantics was done. We're like, hey, there's a new album coming in like two months. And everybody's like, what the fuck? You know, like, yeah, because we produce the majority by ourselves Mm -hmm. because that's just like what we choose to do. I think every fan should definitely put the fucking work in to learn how to do it because it saved us so much time, so much money, so much creative freedom, all this shit. But yeah, so we record the majority of everything by ourselves. So when we get a song done, we'll just send it to get mixed and mastered. And then we're like, okay, well, let's just put it on the distro kit, you know? So yeah. I would definitely say deadlines and just not having, you know, having to uphold an image that isn't necessarily our own individual one. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. That really, I never even thought about about the one aspect that you had mentioned there in particular is like, since you're on a label with with all these other artists, it's like, and the label's trying to look out for everyone's best interests. It's like, like that's all well and good, but then it kind of ends up like being detrimental to any of the individual artists if they're trying to kind of operate in any way, shape, or form on their own timeline or whatnot. Or and so like having to you know hold up what you're doing just because there's this other band that's dropping something. That's just that's that sucks. <laughs> that's, that that doesn't yeah, benefit was... any any band in that case. Yeah. It was really weird, too, because it wasn't a metal label. You know, like, uh-huh. Watt had a lot of heavy hitters back in the day, like Sworn In and um, yeah. Enterprise Earth. That was their first label. Uh-huh. Um, they had a bunch of traders, Black Tongue. They had a bunch of people. And then they started going very, very heavily into the pop punk and, like, kind of, like, alternative scene rather than the metal scene. So, like, there weren't a lot of metal bands on the label, really, that I could tell. There was, like, maybe four or five. Uh Um, so like they spent the majority of their time and their effort on the pop punk side, just because, you know, it's a much larger audience from a business standpoint. It 100% makes sense. It's so much easier to, yeah, so much easier to market like a 22 year old drinking in a basement than a 22 year old drinking in a basement and then screaming (laughs) like a banshee, you know, like it's not exactly the most palatable genre of music, you know? So 
like I totally understand it from a business standpoint. And we kind of knew it was a stepping stone anyway. We just kind of wanted an opportunity to get our music out. Yeah. Somebody was taking a chance on us and we just fucking full sent it. Saw it all the way to the end, extended it a little bit for Melancholia just because we wanted to get that record out. And yeah, mm. and, and the overarching like hindsight being what it is, it was definitely a good decision band wise. Yeah. And that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to talk about the negative shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's also they still own our masters. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's where like we've even talked with other artists too. There's this one band called the wise man's fear that we had that we'd been talking about. Cause they were talking about like labels and whatnot, kind of getting into the business realm of it. And it's like, there are different applications where it does work for a band and, it, and it's feasible for X amount of time. It does come with its massive sacrifices and you know, your losses in that regard and whatnot. But in terms of kind of gaining momentum, there could be positives. I guess it's just everyone has is just kind of making their own prudent decision making along the way and and hoping that it's best. Mm -hmm. And and then, you know, having to reassess and kind of come to a conclusion like y'all did, where it was like, okay, like it had like certain benefits at at this point, possibly (laughs) certain drawbacks and everything. And now we know like what we need to do, kind of copy paste that formula that they were applying in our way where we can put it into hyperdrive and do it independently. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. So, you remember that whole thing with the day to remember and Victory Records? I remember there was some issues, but I don't I don't know too much about it. There were a lot of issues with Victory. A yeah. lot of issues. Yeah, that was a big oh, yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um what was think, the situation with that, yeah. Uh some with royalties, I think was the big one cuz I remember they got paid like 4 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like they got awarded that and Victory had to pay it. Yeah. Um and is yeah, basically like victory wasn't, you know, holding up their end of the deal, I guess. And then yeah. the day to remember, like took them to court, which is, I feel like it's unprecedented for a band like that, you know, but yeah. But, yeah. Record labels, dude, up. you know, they always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also too, like we we're we're in a day, like it, it really even kind of, you know, talking about like COVID and changes just in the time since then, it, it's really changed a lot of things in terms of now, like even just a, a handful of years ago, it might've made sense to lean on a label for, for, you know, support. But now it's like, Oh yeah. There's so, there's so much in the way of like, like, like you said, you could just slap it on dist- distro kid. You can like get logic pro for, for like your laptop and work on stuff from, from your home studio where your laptop yeah, stacked dude. on, on precarious books <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> and, and you can, you can like run digital marketing ads on, on different social platforms. And, uh, so like you, you really don't need like these, these bigger entities anymore. And I think that especially became apparent just in the last few years because people were kind of forced 100%. to do their own thing. So we see a lot of bands just yeah. successful from that. So, yeah, it's kind of nuts. I feel like music in all genres and all forms is the most accessible it's ever been and will probably ever be. Uh-huh. You know, it's probably going to get a little bit more accessible and everything. Like, for example, I'm talking on a mic and a boom stand and a Scarlet that I got for my birthday. This shit was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And like, I could easily, I recorded like a ton of our songs on a USB. AT2020 microphone that I got from Amazon for 80 bucks and I was recording in a closet on this very computer. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I agree with you where it's like a little bit harder to justify leaning on a label, Mm. especially because like the rhetoric has completely changed, you know, like 
before you wanted to be a successful musician, you know, you were going for like Roadrunner, you were going for Capitol Records. Gotta and get you had signed. To go to, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to get signed, get your shit out. Like you have to do it because they're the only ones that can do it. And now, like you said, I can just pop shit out on DistroKid. Like yeah. if I wanted to, I could record an entire album just in the room. Yeah. For like nothing. Dude, and 100%. I love that about this music, dude. I love that. And that's also kind of a, that's kind of a cool thing about metal. And this in no way is saying saying anything about the quality of y'all stuff because y'all's stuff is meaty and fucking sick. So, but like it's cool kind of within a metal capacity because where it has like room for, where it has room for maybe like lower quality, like you know some acceptability for that possibly. Uh, that's where like even if somebody that has even like lower means and they're like producing something in the heavy metal realm. It's almost like if you don't have the most quality equipment, you can still do it very well because, frankly, it might actually contribute to the sound. <laughs> you know? 100%, dude. 100% fucking black metal. You know? I love that shit. Yeah. I love it so much. And their whole thing is, like, production that is completely outside of the normal realms of, like, what is considered to sound good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And some of it just sounds like absolute ass. Oh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, some of it just sounds like shit. Yeah. But, I mean... It's part of the charm, you know, like we're working on being fully self-produced now, um, like basically mixing and mastering at home with our guitarists and shit like that. So we're like transitioning into that just to, you know, save money and save time and basically do whatever we want with our stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, like you said, it's if anything with metal, like if you're playing death metal, you don't want it to sound crisp. Like if you're playing deathcore half the time, um, I would me and our producer that we used to work with back in the day, Craig, he would always be like, oh, there was a vocal crack there. And I'm like, keep it. And he's like, yeah, I want to keep it. Because it doesn't have to be so fucking pristine and auto-tuned and fucking, yeah. you know, not, not, I'm not shitting on any other music because that's definitely the charm of that as totally. well. You know, every genre is a little bit different, mm -hmm. you know. That's where we just have it made where it's like, if you make those, if you, if you kind of make those unintentional things, it's like, oh, cool. Like, let's do that. <laughs> like, it doesn't need to be mm -hmm. like totally buttoned up or whatnot. So. And it also kind of like scratches the itch for me. Like you also brought up uh, Enterprise Earth, Earth as one band, and it kind of brings up the, uh, it, it kind of brings up the idea of me for me of like minimalism, the idea of being able to do a lot with a little. Uh, that's always kind of like a, an interesting kind of philosophy, like for for people to me. And I know Enterprise Earth, like uh, Death Metal Gypsy, right? Uh, I forget his his actual name. I just know his Instagram handle. But he's like pretty much producing stuff Gabe, out of Gabe Mangold. Gabe Mangold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, he's like living camper life or like living out of like a Ford Transit, and he's producing like all this great music just from his studio in his in his camper van. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just posting naked pictures in the middle of the desert like, with his axe <laughs> yeah. in front of him. I'm like, dude, this it, Enterprise Earth's production is like fucking nuts yeah <laughs> absolutely fucking nuts it's super dope and like and just the fact that like you can you can manage a lot with with very little and like not to say that he doesn't have a lot like like he's probably got like all the the top quality specs in terms of like his his machine and whatnot he's probably got like every imaginable like like top tier plug-in to work with or whatnot but just to say that like oh yeah you can just do this like on the fly out of, out of your van like like you can do more and more yeah. with less and less these days. And that's extremely exciting because then it really cuts down the barriers between uh, people like accessibility for people to be able to create and put stuff out. And then you cut out the extra barrier of like having these, this, this like bureaucracy in the middle of you and putting stuff out that being a label. And it's like, okay, the combination of being able to produce anywhere with, with very little mm -hmm. and not having people getting in your way and all this, it's like, 
it's kind of like the just perfect day and age for people that are creating anything. <laughs> it really is, dude. And you brought up like a really good point too with like the top tier plugins and the setups and everything. I always put it into perspective as to like back in like the 60s and 70s, you would walk into a room that was easily worth two or three million dollars yeah. in the 70s. You know, <laughs> like that's worth so much more now. So like any investment that you make, like you spend $400 on a plugin or two um, and like you pay a subscription monthly to do like nail the mix or something like that. Or you spend like a couple of grand on a computer just mm. to be able to do that. The investment just pales in comparison, man. Yeah. I've been in like studio rooms with like half a million dollars worth of shit in there. And unless you're like physically remodeling your entire house to have a couple of drum rooms and giant decks and all this other stuff, you know, like you could make a fraction of the investment like little bit by little bit mm -hmm. because it just, um, it demands improvement. It doesn't demand perfection. You just have to like, you grow, you learn how to do something and then you're like, okay, I know how to do this. And yeah. I want it to sound better. So you do this and then that and then that. Yeah. And same, and same gear with the tools to, to do the job, like where, like you, you gain a little bit of insight and then you also, it's like, okay, like whether I'm, whether I'm operating from this small space or from a big studio, it's like you grab little pieces of gear that are going to help you along the way or little pieces of software that are going to help you along the way and add that to your skills and whatnot. And, and before you know mm -hmm. it, you know, like so much more. One thing you brought up there too, actually, that, uh, I'd be curious about, you mentioned nail the mix. Have you, have you, uh, I've, I've been curious to jump in on one of those. I remember, there was a circle with me one with spirit box, mm -hmm. I think. And I wanted to check it out, but I, I, I guess I must've been like really busy at that point and, and didn't get around to it. Have you, have you done any of those by chance? I haven't actually. Yeah. I, um, the main reason why I was turned on to it, obviously I see the ads on Facebook and Instagram all and stuff like that. And it's all, first off, the concept is fucking awesome. I love like, it. What, so what like, is that? Yeah. It's like mass. You, you, what? Yeah. What is so, that? So nail the mix. It's really cool. It's like this, it's like this, uh, this subscription service, uh, I, I think you can do it like one month at a time, or you can do it like in, in perpetuity basically. And it's like every month there's a new song with a new like engineer that like that they provide you, they provide you all the stems, all the different like materials for it. And then throughout the month, you're just working on trying to nail the mix essentially. And then at the, like, I guess maybe at the end of it or at certain period periods along that month, there are uh, like meetups, like Zoom meetups or online meetups. Yep. And you kind of work through like the like the mix and just kind of you get feedback and all this different stuff. So what the fuck? Dude? Yeah, yeah, like really, really cool. So like, That's yeah, they cool. have they've had like Will Putney on that shit. You know, fit for an autopsy, knock loose, mm -hmm. obviously. Like now, like better lovers, better shit, lovers, you know? dude. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk. We'll about talk. That. <laughs> like what the fuck? Anyway, though, like, and even the um. Josh Schroeder, the guy who did Lorna Shore, fucking uh -huh. blew them up. You know what I mean? They yeah. literally had one for Into the Hellfire. And like, and at every month too, they do like a contest. Like you'll send in your like mix and they'll look at it and they'll be like, okay, this was the best mix of the month. Here's a fucking year of our shit for free. And there's like videos of them basically like three hour long lessons of them just being like, here's how I did it. Here's the plugins that I used. And like, I've always wanted to do it, but the only reason why I really want to do it is because I wanted to go back to school for like music production and stuff. That's basically the dream is just to be able to produce bands all the time. Oh yeah. And yeah. And basically I put out a Facebook status and I was like, Hey, do you guys have any, uh, like advice on like schools or something? You know, I'm thinking like music schools, like I'm 
you know, all the Sweetwater courses and everything. Mm. And I was like, yeah, like, where should I go to school for this? And every single person, I like shit you not, like 35 people were like, don't waste your money. Yep. I went to school for this and I learned more in a month of Nail the Mix. Everybody's <laughs> like, just get Nail the Mix, get a Logic, get like Logic, get Reaper, get a Scarlet, get Nail the Mix, get Nail the Mix over yeah. and over and over again. You know, because it That's, probably teaches you I'm so fucking for that. Much. It's a dollar right now. It's dude, yeah. It's like I'm doing I, what? Actually, yeah. I'll I'll do that with you. It's then, a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, bro, I'm doing that shit. What are they working on this month? Does it say what it is? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because dude, I would love to do that. The, and the first thing that you see is light worker Devin Townsend. Okay, nice. Send me kind of tight. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. Bro, that's amazing. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> it says join now for one dollar. <laughs> I might have to check that out after the podcast then. Holy shit. Um also do you use do you this is like just a sidebar, but do you use logic by chance as your as your primary DAW? Actually no. Um Okay. If if you were I was for gonna me say, personally because like because there's a there's like all these different groups and I I go to one on like Facebook for any time I have a question, I go to it. So that's another thing is like you have things like nail the mix, all these other resources mm-hmm. and then like online groups where you can just ask the question in the moment that you need it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so sick. Like I would love to, I have a version of logic. It's like an older one Yeah. Um, that I totally got legally. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, a hundred percent. But it's like, it's an older version and I'm really well versed with garage band just cause I used to produce my own music and stuff. Yeah. And that's usually where I record my vocals. Uh-huh. So like, I know, I know how that shit works. So like logic is really, you know, a really good stepping stone for that. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, right now our, as a band, we use Reaper. Okay. Yeah. That's what we use as a podcast. We use that for producing our podcast. Amazing. I, it's, it's amazing. It's dude. funny. Cause it's like, Cause this is, this is like the, this is the conclusion that like Doug and I, and, and I'd say Kyle, our producer to some extent have come to, it's like, it's a, it's super powerful for what it, for what it is. And for, especially for being free, (laughs) I have to click. Still evaluating. We're still evaluating. But like, honestly, I think the UI throws me off. Like that's where I was like, okay, I'll get logic just cause like, because I kind of, I worked with like GarageBand beforehand and I felt like more comfortable using it. It just felt like more at home to work in it. And I was like, all right, I want like an yeah. upgraded version of GarageBand. So that's my only thing is like it's a stripped down dot, but it's still it's still a hundred percent does the job and does it super well. It's like a really powerful yeah. thing. So if you know how to use that shit and you know how to use it well, that is such an effective DAW. Yeah. And you can't say no to a six thousand four hundred and twenty day free trial. I mean, you can't. You know what I mean? So, like, you swear you're going to buy the, the full version? Yeah, I swear, dude. Just hit me in your next paycheck. I swear, just spot me, bro. I swear. Yeah, just oh my buy God. me another month. I fucking died when I saw that meme. Because it's just the Reaper logo plastered on Ellie's face. Holy you. shit, dude. We'll, we'll, we'll send that to you afterwards. It's fucking hilarious. I would oh, love you that. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm going to uh, send it to him right now. But Yeah, yeah. dude, do it. I'm going to fucking... Jamie, roll the clip. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I, love things <laughs> I wish, dude. <laughs> Kyle, roll the clip. Oh. That's what we need Kyle to start doing. That's fucking hilarious. I forgot. I was looking up the whole Data Remember Victory Records thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess they started that battle in 2011, and it didn't get ended until 2016. Jesus, dude. That's like that's the yeah. crazy thing is this litigation stuff takes like just so, so long. Such yeah. a long process. <laughs> Always, always, always. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so they sued them for a breach of contract because the contract stated they needed to put out five albums on their label. Mm. Um, they put out three original ones. That was for those who have heart, homesick, and what separates me from you. And then Victory argued that the remaining releases consisted of live performances, re-releases, and bonus tracks, which didn't fit their stipulations. Hmm. So, like, yeah. And then... It seemed like... Because their next releases were, like... What was it, like... Common courtesy and yeah, I think it was common courtesy. Yeah. I'm not like the biggest like data remember Stan, but mm. I mean they did so much, so it's like whatever. Yeah, it's also springtime, so I'm listening to they're they're my they're my spring flavor. Oh, the, I feel the, you the pop punk is a very effort. spring a very spring flavor. I'm past the 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 really really heavy stuff of winter, and now I'm into spring spring vibes. And then you know yep. summer. Summer will be actually summer will will definitely be better lovers. I'm hoping they have me more more music at that point because that will yeah. totally be summer vibe. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, I got so jazzed when I saw when I I was just on social media and I like I guess Bronzies for if if y'all haven't heard better uh, better lovers you got to check them out. So better lovers has like pieces of every time I die, vocalist of Dillinger Escape Plan, and then Will Putney on guitar. Like holy smokes, what a fucking unit <laughs> uh, i need to check it out still yeah dude it's it's really good it's kind of just like it's just like your your, your quintessential quintessential like math rock did you just get <laughs> yeah you, you swear you're gonna buy it I swear to me that you'll buy the full version and not just use the free trial i swear i swear okay eight years <laughs> later dude holy shit still evaluating <laughs> oh my god yes how i, I wonder uh, how that's sustainable too for them to do that but that's yeah. a good question. I don't I don't know, honestly, but no idea. No idea at all. But yeah, just to have shit like Dude, that. It's like what is it, thirty dollars to buy it? I think it's super like, cheap. Like we should just fucking buy it. We're assholes. <laughs> We're assholes. I mean, it's it's funny because I had I had Reaper for years and was continue continuously uh still evaluating and then I find out about logic and like that it's probably what I want to work with and I buy it immediately. So it's like <laughs> sorry, Reaper. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, it's like, it'd be less than a cent a day for how long I've used it. Yeah. No joke. Whatever yeah. it cost. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. I'm still evaluating. <laughs> I still want to decide if I, you know, I'm trying to decide if I want to buy it or not. Still, still not sure. Still right. undecided. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in therapy, so I'm still evaluating. <laughs> give me like, give me like two weeks. I'm just Your trying therapist to therapist is like, so have you bought Reaper yet? <laughs> It's like you're still figuring yourself out. Just keep keep evaluating. <laughs> Just keep keep on evaluating. You know, your commitment issues are really getting out of hand. <laughs> oh great, here comes the Prozac. <laughs> oh man. Holy shit, uh, dude. I guess stepping out of the studio and into onto the stage, uh, do you do you do y'all have any any shows in the Chicagoland area coming up that y'all are looking forward to right now? Yeah, we actually do. Um, yeah. We're playing a show in Chicago at, I think it's the Bottom Lounge. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, I played a show oh, yeah, there. On the 30th, we're playing, uh, there's this band called Capital Vices. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No. They I got famous back in the day because they played a set in a Wendy's, um, <laughs> which is pretty cool. But <laughs> yeah, um, they're they're breaking up, so it's their like farewell show, and they asked us to play it. So um, we're going to hop up on that. Other than that, we don't really have a ton. I think we're playing in May in Chicago again at the beat kitchen or like some other smaller venue and everything. So uh-huh. we've been going back to Chicago quite a bit 
Dude, it's nice actually. Playing, playing shows out there. I, I always I always loved getting out that way. It's like Yeah, dude. It's just a total change of pace. Like it was fun getting out to like the, the house cafes of the world. I house cafe will always hold a special place in my heart, that's for sure. Like what fucking about same. Yeah. What's that? What about IHOP? IHOP has a has a different special place in my heart. <laughs> or Denny's for that matter. <laughs> Denny's has a very special place in my heart. <laughs> I think it has a special place in all of our hearts. In, in all metalheads' hearts. <laughs> But um, Facts. I'm trying to think, Facts. Of, think of some other some sitting other... at Denny's crying, and somebody's like, "You good?" It's just you wouldn't understand. <laughs> Have you ever played a uh, Reggie's Rock Club out in out in Chicago? No. Yeah, I've been dying to though. I have a I have a couple buddies there, or well, one buddy who's in this band, but they're called Break the Cycle. They're like mm-hmm. straight edge hardcore kind of thing. Yeah. They're they're not straight edge, but they play like that hardcore type. Yeah, shit. that 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 flavor they of play... hardcore. <laughs> Yeah, they fucking play Reggie's all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, literally selling that place out. Yeah, all the time, dude. I love it. I, I've played there. I've probably played there at least, at least ten times. I think actually, I used Hell to play yeah. there all the time. It was funny because when I did play there too, I, so I used to tour with a metal band based out of Chicago. But before that, I played with like a funk hip hop band, and I oh, played nice. Reggie's there all the time with this funk hip hop band. When it when it's way more kind of the vibe of like, you know, like like heavy music, it's just got the yeah. he- heavy music vibe. So, but yeah. So what, I, what band were you in, and what'd you play? So there's a there's a there was an old band. Uh, we're actually uh, like we're good friends with like Barrier and kind of that like that scene from back in the day. Oh hell yeah, yeah, um, hell yeah. And uh, so it was a band that used to be called Villains, and then later changed its name to Youth Forever. Have you ever heard of it? Have I ever fucking what? Have you ever heard? You of, were in Youth Forever. I I, <laughs> I, I I played drums on Skeleton Youth Forever. You're fucking lying. No, seriously. Are you fucking serious? No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> you're you're fucking seeing royalty, bro. Without that album, we wouldn't be a thing. I'm not even joking, dude. Without that album, we would not be a thing, dude. Oh my god. That and Paint Again by Varials. Like that is. I knew you were a drummer as soon as you said funk hip hop. I fucking knew it. I was like drummer or a bassist, but that's. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> it was a great. It was a great time back in the day, man. It was what a lot of fun. The fuck? <laughs> dude, come back. <laughs> fucking come back. <laughs> <laughs> dude honestly like it's 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 cool because i went to school with the youth forever boys back in high school i've I've like i'd always been good friends with them and uh and then and then i guess their their drummer at the time had to leave for one reason or another and uh it timed out where i was <clears throat> kind of making my way out of that funk hip-hop band at that time and uh i'd always been a big metal hand and had anyways and they were like all right let's let's do this thing so i i toured with them like supporting like like Mosta flames and plotting you uh and got to do that record and everything. So just yeah, it was it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Holy shit. Yeah. I like how you casually you brought that up. You're like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, it, we were it was called villains, but then it turned to youth forever. You ever hear that? You ever? No, I wasn't depressed in high school. Of course, I fucking heard of you guys. What the fuck? <laughs> Brodian Slip literally like cemented our guitarist like love for dude, yeah. like that and Tony Danza. So like that's how I feel. You're with, a god, dude. I I fucking loved it. and it's and that's kind of like the coolest thing about the experience is like even though they were friends of mine and I was like close with them and everything, it's like I was it, it, like it's always super cool when you get to join a band having been like a fan for all this time. And that was that was exactly yeah, the case dude. for me. Like I like even though we were friends first, like I was a huge fan. Cause it's like, Oh dude, like y'all are some like high schoolers that are making stuff work, like figuring out how to f- like forge your path musically. You're making like, dude, like 
uh, my, my good buddy Ben did vocals for 10 code. Uh, and, and oh, like nice. the shit that he did on, on, on that plus the sounds, like I fell in love re- like right away with that album. Uh, and then same with Freudian slip. So it was cool to get to lay down drums for <laughs> skeleton youth forever <laughs> in the end of it all. Yeah. Oh my God, so, dude. That's insane. Yeah, dude. I'm that's fucking nuts. I miss Chicago scene in general. Cause there are just so many, so many good artists out there. Like, uh, yeah, dude. We would also cross paths a lot with like victims with like sworn in. We, we, we like, they were buddies with, with sworn in. I like came in later and, and didn't get to like kind of bump, bumble uh, elbows as much barrier. Yeah. We, we well, love like crazy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I love Sam Botner from barrier. He's like, he's like the homie. <laughs> he's like the absolute. Yeah. Man. Dude, that's kind of nuts. Like that. I don't know that whole like scene. You were like in the prime of that. Like, it was, you were 100% the prime. It was, it was like, like that, like yeah. depressive, like new metalcore type sound. That's insane. Yeah, it was. And it was a cool period, too, because I feel like it kind of I, I feel like it was really important for kind of the the e-kid vibe, I guess, is what people call it, where it's like you have this this kind of blurring of lines between between really, really heavy music and and like. And like, uh like hip hop, like dark hip hop and whatnot. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And that was, that was, it's, that was the cool shit with like what Reese would produce for youth forever. Like I loved the, the like rap tracks on the, on the albums. I thought they were just so fucking yeah, well dude. done. Yeah. Suicidal pistol. Grip Suicidal dude. pistol whip cock. Rattling shots. Stop, stop. <laughs> Actually, that was me doing a, <laughs> I had just heard, what was that? The song from office space earlier, but yeah. Sorry, I got oh, derailed. Oh shit! I yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. I but love yeah. that fucking movie, dude. But honestly, like, That's... yeah, I love I love that like dark that dark like like heavy rap stuff and whatnot. And yeah, uh, Reese was always sick at that. And I, I loved I loved like the the core three dudes of the band uh, were were Reese, Devin, and and Trevor. And I loved like what those three dudes like came up with. We had a bunch of like like during my time playing drums, like a lot of other cool people coming in on bass and whatnot too. Uh, but just like mm-hmm. with those dudes as the foundation, it was just, it was just really, really cool. We had Eric Starks on bass who plays for pains and, uh, yeah, dude, he's, he's a cool dude too. I'm, I miss the heck out of that guy. Um, yeah, I, I was going to ask about pains and like how many like OG members are in there still. So, or, uh, you know, like OG members of villains. So, um, so Eric was with youth forever as it, uh, as it kind of wrapped up, he was the, he was the last basis for, for youth forever. And then after I left, I actually left Chicagoland area to move out to Colorado. Uh, and after I had left the band in Chicagoland, uh, Nick Clemens and uh, jumped in on drums for them. So I guess for pains, cause they're just a three piece. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're just three piece. So pretty much two thirds of the band is that. And uh, that's fucking sick. Yeah. They're, they're doing great. They're like getting a lot of like m- monthly sub- uh, listeners and whatnot on Spotify and all that. But yeah, dude, pains is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I love I how with pains he just time. knows. He's like, dude, youth forever. And then you told me, I was like, like, all right, like, who the fuck is youth dude, forever? Chicago has like the coolest, like beat down metal scene in the world. Like there's uh, just, after that is literally so much, the no. reason why <laughs> I'm going to say it. And this is not a hot take at all. And everybody can argue with me about this. All you fucking want, but the, the fucking Midwest, the Chicago, Milwaukee, all that shit, dude, that is what paved the way for modern metalcore. I'm not even joking. Mm. Sworn in, barrier, youth forever. Yeah. But fucking victims, even. They were popping off at that time. And they're doing too, great and they're now, still too. still fucking yeah. kicking it. You know, like, they're the homies, dude, honestly. Yeah. But it's just, 
like that laid the groundwork like snake eyes literally changed <sighs> my fucking life Dude, and got me into song. it yeah Ace the days and from indiana oh yeah yeah that, that tracks you then yeah attack attacks from ohio uh-huh originally dude, that's what i'm saying dude it's yeah. the fucking midwest all we have is snow road construction beer and depression when you dude. have when like, you have and eight, when you have eight months of of painful snow conditions annually yep. year after year and you have yep. nothing else to do but maybe off your <laughs> or that it's like okay i can i can i can use this life-sustaining thing of of doing music or I can disappear Die. into the darkness. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, literally. I can just, you know, hey, I'm not take arguing. the call of the yeah. void. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Michael's gonna lose his shit when I tell him that you were like <laughs> that. Like, yeah, you're you're a legend. You're a fucking legend. I'm fucking fangirling, and I'm gonna stop. But <laughs> no, seriously, dude, thank you for dude. Thanks for everything. <laughs> th- thank you, honestly. Thank Slipknot you. Slipknot came out of Iowa. Yeah. You know? Oh, oh yeah, Iowa. Yeah, yeah they had the. Album. That's the only thing that ever. That's the only good thing that ever came out of Iowa. Yeah, I don't know anything else that really even came out of Ohio. Well, I like corn, but still. I oh, live in Iowa, too? and I, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Large population of heroin addicts. That's basically. <laughs> You'll find There's that. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to yuck on your yum if, if heroin is it. Yeah, that. bro. I mean, hey, dude, you do you. I don't give a fuck. It's like me watching that. <laughs> Guy take a hit a crack on the light rail. <laughs> yeah, Doug was in Denver just this past weekend. I've yeah. had an experience. <laughs> just like sit, <laughs> sitting there on the train, bro. This guy, I hear this guy going, yo, yo, dude, dude, not on the train. There's people on here. That shit smells. Dude, dude what are you doing? And I just hear like, yeah. And I was like, cool. I was like, I smoking crack. Awesome. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Oh, you just man. pop at a drug test at work because you're sitting in front of him. You're like, boss, you're not going to believe this shit, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. God. It's not me. It was, it was just secondhand crack high. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was a funny thing about living in DeKalb, too. Like, I know there was stuff oh, going yeah, on out dude. there. And, and <laughs> like, I, so I used to, one of the apartments that I lived in was right. There's like the corner with the, with the Dunkin' Donuts, like right as you're kind of getting into mm-hmm. town. And I was like, yeah. pretty much just across the street from there in a in a parking spot. I remember there were a couple times where I'd like walk out of my apartment and I'd turn and I'd go like look to the like the main intersection there, and there'd be somebody like being brought down to the ground, like getting handcuffed and whatnot. Yeah. And I was like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, dude, pretty much. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just a Tuesday. Yeah, just just regular Tuesday. So, yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, it got worse too. It got. Yeah, it got a lot worse. And granted, but, I you mean, were only just a couple years behind me too. But a lot can happen in a little yeah, bit of time true. in DeKalb. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It was probably the same then. I mean, we probably saw like the same amount of shit. Yeah, we but. probably actually we probably were in the same building at certain times. What year did you start at at NIU? Oh, I started in like I think like 2018. So oh, okay, gotcha. Like gotcha, the gotcha. I was still in like the home student center and um mm-hmm. the big like cereal box building. Yeah, yeah. I was in there a lot um, solely because of communications classes. Yeah, uh, you were out here but, at that yeah. point, right? Yeah, I was yeah. out here, but I got I got out here in like 2016. Right. Uh, right. I think I graduated in like 2015 or something. Yeah. Wait, I Probably. didn't go to college. That's the the lie I'm trying oh, to uphold. Okay. <laughs> no, you did. Okay. I'm, so we all went to college. I just we all went to college. Your mom went to college. Um, I sent in our band chat. Said one of the hosts of this podcast was the drummer of Youth Forever. Just spent ten minutes fangirling, (laughs) and uh, 
Michael loved it. And he goes, he asked if you were in pains now, but he was like, oh, or is that the guitarist? That's so sick. And then he said, one of the best in the game. So <laughs> shouts out to you, bro. That man. <laughs> Youth, big shout Youth out, Forever dude. was big a cool shout. band. All the all the shouts to Youth Forever. Yeah, dude. Sick band. I'm glad I got to. Facts. Glad I get to have a take, little bit of time. Take some praise for once. Come on. <laughs> I'm not good at it. Seriously, bro. <laughs> I know. Let me just fucking <laughs> let me just... for like two seconds, bro. <laughs> you're the you're the guest. We're supposed to. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but like, oh, hi, buddy. I, I really, know, I'm I really, sorry, I really, dude. That was just no, no. no I, I actually, I, I, I genuinely appreciate it. Thank you for that. It's, it's, it's really funny because, yeah. like, you, you know, especially in you know, being in these kind of bands that are at a lower tier where you can still like achieve a good amount of like attention and notoriety, but it's like, it's still small enough that you might not see that. So like, that's, that's, that's kind of the funny thing about it is like, you know, there, there is a lot of room to like really make an impact as a, as a musician doing this stuff. But, uh, but it's like, it can go unnoticed just because it might be more sparse or now today, like, it might be like you have a huge fan base like across seas or, or like across the country or whatnot. And it's not so they are yep. tangible, like right in front of you or whatnot. So yeah. Yeah. But fine. Yeah. fan girl over Chelsea. I've known Dave for like nine years. Uh-huh. Are you a Chelsea Grin fan? Yeah, I am. I have been since Kruka Banger. We're, we're about to go see them tomorrow <laughs> out in Den- in uh, Denver. So that's going to be a sick show. Dude, that tour is stacked. I've like, yeah, I always forget how many times I've like accidentally seen Carnifex. I've seen them like three separate times on tours that I was going to for other people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm like, they're like, oh, who's the band you've seen the most? I'm like, oh, Carnifex. Really fucking weird. But I mean, it's just, that's just how it happened. That's yeah. how Born of Osiris is for me. Yeah. Same thing. Oh, like, dude. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. That was actually like my first metal show was uh, in Green Bay, a Riverside Ballroom, I think. Like a really, really small fucking spot. And they were on tour with Reflections, like OG Reflections. Dude. So yeah. that was really fucking cool. <laughs> Dude, Reflections is sick. You Those... toured with them, right? Yeah. 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 That was that was awesome. Those guys are so For fucking cool. I know who that is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know who you They've completely was switched up, but like mm. Color Clear was oh, that's oh, another I, I got to tour very... on that cycle and I was like <laughs> every night it was like just mind blown oh, by what they were doing. <laughs> Literally just a fucking war zone on every floor. Yeah. I like I've seen like that St. Paul show like is fucking legendary, dude. Yeah. It's nuts. That's also like speaking oh, speaking man. of some other bands too, the fact that cause you 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 mentioned Mitch from Varials, like uh they yep. they were on a tour with, with us through um it was it was like our eat the heart eat your heart out tour or something like that. That band was it's fucking sick, dude. And they're doing great shit yeah. too. They're like making a lot of headway so i'm yeah now they are yeah i'm i mean they were before um Mm. when travis left it was a little bit different but now bitch is mitch mitch is doing vocals Uh not bitch is doing vocals but yeah yeah, now like he just showed up and fucking like started killing it dude because we met him when he was uh he actually hit us up. He just like messaged us and was like, "Hey, you guys are sick. You want production?" We're like, "Yeah." <laughs> so, and then he was the guitarist at that time, and we saw them at the Beat Kitchen with uh, Siler and Kane Hill because mm-hmm. he's like, "What are you guys doing tonight?" Um, Michael was like, "Nothing." And me and Michael were gonna hang out in my apartment in DeKalb anyway, so he's like, "Hey, sorry, I can't fucking <laughs> I keep burping," but um, he was like, "Cool, we're gonna go see Varials," and um, they're a huge like a hugely important influence on the band. It's a crazy fucking story. If you guys want to hear it, it's yeah. nuts. Dude, absolutely. I'm so, always down for story time. Bring it on. 
okay. So me and our bassist Anthony, we're like best friends, and he was. I owe everything to Anthony for introducing me to these people and everything like that. Like without him, I wouldn't be in the band type beat, you know? Um, so we were at this, like we would always have little parties because uh, my other, I have two best friends who are named Garrett. One I grew up with and one I didn't, but it was Garrett's house and his mom always just like let us party there. You know, like we're like 20 or 21, you know, just like party and playing beer pong, doing whatever, as long as we were home, it's not a big deal. Um, so, we were partying there. It was me, Anthony, Garrett, and our friend Tony, and I think a couple of other people. But um, I was talking to Anthony. I was like, yeah, I really want to be in like a heavier band because at this point, the band I started in in Green Bay was like – we started out as like Avenged Sevenfold Metalcore, you know, and then somehow evolved into like BT BAM style prog. Mm-hmm. So like we were doing prog, and I really wanted to do like something heavier. And I was like, yeah, I want to do something like this. And I showed him the music video for Pain Again, right? And he was like, oh, that'd be sick. I know that Michael was talking about starting a project, so we should hit him up. And I was like, okay, cool. That same fucking night, dude, our guitarist, Michael, and our drummer, Peyton, were hanging out. And Michael literally was like, yo, I want to start a band like this. And showed Peyton fucking Pain Again mm-hmm. on his phone. So the same night, Anthony's like, hey, like Dylan just showed me this, we should make this shit happen. And he was like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> so like literally that same night we showed two separate sides of the band that song and then it just kind of just happened. all verified. So, it's like, yes, this is what we need to do. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And then Pale Horse happened. Dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. That band's sick as fuck. Absolutely sick as fuck. But let's see what else do we have here. But Oh, shit, it looks like we're actually even coming to time right now. We're actually, we got a few more minutes. We got a few more minutes. So, on that oh, note, damn. on that note, what other bands are are you listening to currently? What are some bands that you're checking out? Oh, dude, I'm kind of all over the fucking place right now. Um, I am in a huge death metal phase, like very, very death metal, like Sanguisugabog, um, 200 Stab Wounds, mm-hmm. uh, Skull, you know, bands like that. Um, but I'm also kind of getting back into the whole like I'm a huge fan of 1056. Um, I gotta obviously, check them like out Chelsea Grin. Yeah, yeah, you should you should check them out. I was a huge fan of Betraying the Martyrs, and that's their um, old vocalist band. Now. Okay, word. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've been listening to a lot of that. Um, my spring vibe is like that. I'm not proud of this, but it's country. Dude, <laughs> you absolutely. Know, like, I. I got really stagnant with music for a while. Like I was listening to the same stuff and I just couldn't do it anymore. And then I just kind of found country again. And I was like, okay, this is so out of left field and so different that I love this. Who, who are you, you listening to? I mean? who, who which, uh, which country artists are you listening to? Oh, bro. Um, a lot of old shit. A lot of Marty Robbins, Vince Gill, um, the Eagles. I guess you can't really classify them as country, but like, you know, kind of the country vibe. They can get like the twang uh, kind of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then like Luke Combs. Because mm-hmm. man's a legend, you know. Yeah. Um, just any song that's like fun about drinking. So anything like Luke Bryan. It it, it, it checks the boxes. <laughs> like, Trucks, drinking, jeans, women. <laughs> it's yep. like all right, women, cool. Yeah, yeah deer, tractors. <laughs> tractors. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. As so long as it doesn't just... say it could buy me a boat. <laughs> that's the yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much. I'm pain. gonna look through my Spotify and shit, but like. <laughs> I've also been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been listening to Pat McAfee like crazy lately. I don't know that. I don't know why. Actually, 
He's uh, yeah, he's on former punter in the NFL. Okay, word. He does like a sports yeah podcast kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's pretty he's big actually. It's like, like super popular. Dude, it's he's a really funny guy. Mm. Oh, um, Tactosa. I've been listening to a fuck ton of Tactosa. I've heard of Tactosa. Um, let me see. Recently got back into King Eight Ten. I haven't listened to them in years. Oh, dude, same. I was listening to La Petite Mort. Um, but yeah, just kind of a lot of those. And then, you know, there's bands that are up and coming, especially in like our kind of genre and everything that we're really big fans of. You know, I'll just like go out of my way to listen to Victims and, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of the other like smaller bands and shit that are kind of popping off right now. I still love Traders. I will always love Traders. Oh, dude, Traders is sick. Uh, yeah. They make yeah, such good ex- shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Extortionist. Those dudes, those dudes are amazing. So yeah. yeah, a lot of just I'm all over the fucking place, dude. To be honest, <laughs> dude, I love it. And honestly, like, uh, on on one end, this is good intel for me because I've been I've been on for for a while now, like a Tyler, Tyler Childers kick. Uh, just kind of like oh getting, yeah, same. Getting back into like back in a country after not listening to it for a long time, and so that's been nice. And then on the other end of it, on like the hardcore, like the heavier end of what you're listening to, it's like hearing this makes me. So we, we live in like here in this small little town, we actually, we have a pretty cool music scene. There's a lot like, uh, Doug, Doug works door, the door for like this really nice venue out here in the middle of nowhere. It's called the Lariat. And like, we always have great bands come through there. And, uh, it's, it's just interesting because I got so used to like being in Chicago where a lot of what I'd see would be like hip hop oriented or like heavy oriented or whatnot. And then coming out here and the majority of what you're getting is like more folk or bluegrass or like, or like. Yeah, so, like something in the in the way of like, you know, just something that's a little bit more that. And it's like, it, I love it out here, and I love like the exposure to this. But like talking to you, I'm like, I really miss Chicago heavy music right now. <laughs> bro, you gotta you gotta make a trip out, bro. Like honestly, if you ever get the chance, literally just let us know. Like everybody will welcome you back with open fucking arms, dude. It's it's pretty solid out there right now. I'll like, have to get it's, back. It's out pretty fucking solid. And, and like, and knowing that that y'all are doing doing shit all over, uh, like, like all over Chicago and whatnot. While I'm out there, I'm gonna check out a show too. So that'll be fucking tight. Perfect, dude. <laughs> honestly, I, that would be a fucking that would be an honor and a privilege to be completely honest. That would be awesome. That would be so sick. So, uh, so sick. I guess kind of going going from here, like, what are some what are some goals that you and the band have uh, moving forward in in the time to come? Say like like one one to two year plan what's what stuff looking like for y'all we definitely want to tour that's a huge thing we haven't really toured in our tenure which is kind of weird for a band of our size you know you see a lot of bands kind of just like throwing caution to the wind and going on these two-week runs and everything or like getting really good opportunities we haven't really been presented but that yet um we've done one five-day tour out in the northeast and that was that was okay. We were out there with Beast and Knights of Malice. Those dudes are amazing. So the bands made it perfect. But you know, um, it was it was an okay tour. Um, and then we did like a two day run before that in Baltimore and then Rochester, just mm-hmm. like a little weekender. Um, but our main priority right now, besides like writing music and extending the EP and stuff, we definitely want to um, at least get another song to pop off, or at least get a bigger audience or something, you know, whether that be independently, whether that be with a label, we just want to kind of take that next step. And I think the most integral part of that is definitely going to be touring. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely need to get a vehicle. We need to get some more connections and stuff. Like a lot of people know about us and this isn't me trying to sound arrogant or anything. Like a lot of people know about us and mm-hmm. everything. We just are patiently waiting for those opportunities to kind of show out. Yeah. Um, 
you know, like kind of like on a left to suffer vibe, you know, we're like waiting to like have Chelsea grin or something reached out to us and hit us up, you know, and like the time will come. Like we know that for a fact when we're being patient, we're loving where we're at right now. But the main thing is we just want a fucking tour. Yeah. <laughs> like that's we're like, we've been playing Chicago and Madison and Milwaukee for fucking years now, Rockford for years now. I was playing in Green Bay for fucking years. Yeah. Dude. Like I, I want to go, I want to go to fucking Cali. I want to play in Canada. I want to go overseas to Japan. We have a huge fan base in Japan, which is really fucking dude, crazy. Hell yeah. Take advantage of that. Yeah. Out there. That's tight. I know, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like we want to get out there. We were supposed to do a, uh, a tour in 2020. We were going to start in California. I think it was Los Angeles. We we're going to go all the way up to um, Ontario. And then we were going to come back down and end in Illinois. And then, you know, COVID happened. So yeah, all that kind of went to shit, but you know, it's it's whatever. Everything happens for a reason. We'll get there, and we're not in any rush, you know. Um, but yeah, I would say it's definitely touring and trying to get a bigger audience for sure. Dude, absolutely, and and I think a key, I think a crucial thing is uh, knowing what to do. Like, like I think I think people can be like, oh no, like you get like you can't wait on that. You can't like you got to make it happen. But it's like sometimes the waiting game is what you got to do, and what's important is what you're doing while you're waiting for those opportunities to to. A, like to open themselves up. And that's where it's like that age old thing of like luck is when preparation meets opportunity. It's like y'all, y'all hammer hard at making music. Y'all would just like stack that deck. And then all the while you're like building relationships with these bands and, you know, bands are getting exposure to what y'all are doing. And then there'll just be that, that Malcolm Gladwell tipping point moment where just like, like, okay, the opportunity arises. Y'all been doing, do you've been keeping your head down, working on stuff all the while. And then when that opportunity comes up, it's like, all right, cool. We're, we're Gucci for it. Yeah. We're ready for it. We'll send it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's basically what we're doing, man. We've just, I mean, like I said at the beginning, when I said somehow this kind of blew up to what it was, like, <laughs> I don't think any of us were really, besides like Michael, Michael's whole goal is to make music a career and everything. And he was big, like before we even started this band with him and they were like, all the other guys were in a band together before that, like a gent band, I think. But mm-hmm. fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, this dude was doing like metalcore covers on a piano because he's like a classically trained pianist. <laughs> like this man is a fucking god on the piano. That's tight. So like, yeah, a lot of people on the internet knew him and everything. So I'm sure he had this plan, you know, but like with all his connections and shit. But I was just like, oh, I just want to play heavy music. And then I hopped yeah. on, started playing heavy music. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can cross being off a label, being on a label off my list. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'm 27 and I'm still fucking doing this. <laughs> dude, fuck you yeah. know, it's like... <laughs> I'm loving it, dude. But yeah, it's it's a waiting game for sure. And I know that the time will come and we just got to, I don't want to be like that band. That's like, Oh, we should be on that tour because that's not who we are at all. Mm. You know, we're it's waiting like for you the right said, thing. dude. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Preparation meets opportunity. It's true. Like we're just over here making music. We're making music videos. We're just going to keep busting out content. And if, if we stay at this level forever, I am a hundred percent okay with it. Cause we're still playing really good shows. I'm meeting amazing people. Yeah. I'm having a fucking blast out here, dude. Like an absolute fucking blast with this shit. Like I've driven on a Sunday, five hours to play a 30 minute set and then drove five hours back just to that. go to work at 8am the next day. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other fucking way, dude. Dude, hundred like, percent. yeah, people think I'm fucking crazy, but fuck them, dude. I, don't know, I think, I think that's yeah, the that, best way yeah. for things to play out is like, 100%. I have no expectations with this. I'm just doing what I want to do, making things I want to make, and I think that's when you see real progress. Because I think if you're sitting there going, well, I have this goal to be this big by this point, 
this, you know, and then at this stage and in this stage, it never goes like that. Mm-hmm. And at the no, same time, you're all. putting all this pressure on yourself, you know, like you start not enjoying what you're doing and then that's where everything just goes downhill mm-hmm. is how I've always seen yeah. it. Yeah. But, I mean, like, yeah. like you start 100%, tagging dude. all these expectations. I've, I've seen it firsthand. Fucked. I've like, I've literally seen it firsthand. Like we had no expectations. And I think the whole reason why we've been as successful as we have been is because like we were all really good friends and then we just linked up like you know there's a really harsh reality that a lot of people like i had to learn it too like not everybody that's in a band is your friend you know Mm -hmm. like you're not going to be best friends forever sometimes they just meet up to go tour they like write music and that's pretty much all they do but like we're just we were four now we're like five best friends just playing shit that we love to do and we kind of lost that over um covid and stuff mm-hmm. so that was covid was a blessing though because we just like basically had like mandatory boys nights yeah. like once it was safe you know mm-hmm. then we got back to just being best friends playing music and i think that's honestly the whole reason why we've kind of gotten to this point also the lack of expectations you know like i just we all just wanted to play some heavy shit and have fun doing it. And then it just kind of turned into this thing. Yeah. And we got to remind ourselves of exactly what Doug just said, you know, like don't put all this undue pressure on yourself. Like my life only works out really when I just stop trying to force shit. If I just let it go and just kind of ride the wave as cliche as it sounds, it, it pretty much works out. Honest to goodness. And also on like the other coin of that too, like in terms of, you know, you just, you just doing it with your homies with like your friends. It's like, I feel like some of the, some of the best like stories of, of success and people breaking out into like their, into their thing, like finally kind of hitting their tipping point are like the stories of people that were just working on stuff with their friends. And then, and then it just kind of got out of hand. And then before they knew it, it was like a success story. And it's like, Oh, we were just kind of fucking around. And then it just kind of like, and then it just kind of caught up with us and like almost kind of pulled us along at that point. (laughs) In, in like a very welcome way. Like it just carries you along. It's like, all right, cool. We're doing this. And it's like, all right, fuck, we didn't expect this, but we'll roll with it. <laughs> Literally, dude. And that's why you hear that story so much. Yeah. You know? It's because those are like the success stories. You're right though. It just got out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, I blink and I'm like, oh, we're playing a, t- we're going on tour. Yeah. In like two weeks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me go get some unexcused absences from my professors really quick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> honestly dude a lot of those professors were really cool sorry my adhd brain just kicked in but dude. i was like hey i'm gonna miss friday because like i'm going on tour and they're like you're going on tour and i'm like yeah and they're like sick dude no. <laughs> the I love that. don't fuck it up <laughs> you know? like, i'm language. trusting you on this <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah we're the same way ADHD, yeah. adhd brain so <laughs> but double a double d double hd <laughs> times yeah. 10 plus five yeah, that's right. Carry the carry the four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that meme where it's like, I don't know what HD is, but the doctor said I got eighty of them, bitches. That's basically my life. Story that's of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bottom text. That's just it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like we're we're just about coming to time on this podcast. So uh, I don't know if you watch Hot Ones at all, but in Hot Ones fashion, we are going to roll out the red carpet for you. So, Dylan. Let the people know where they can find you. Let the people know where they can find Dead Awake and keep up with all things that you and the band have going on. And uh, yeah, floor is yours. Hell yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks again for having me. This has been really cool. You know, like I said before, we even started recording. It feels genuinely organic. 
like it's it's just been a pleasure to talk to you guys hey, first well, off absolutely um, absolute pleasure pleasure is all ours pleasure is all ours no, thanks <laughs> um as i said before to all my uh social media instagram twitter um besides facebook and everything you can find under down tempo daddy i've had that for years and it's never gonna go away <laughs> um so you can find me there um you can find the band dead awake band um on instagram you can find us on facebook just dead forward slash awake don't forget that because there's a movie called dead awake that doesn't have the forward slash and it is not good so just <laughs> i'd want to save your eyes um but you can find us on spotify apple music amazon music anywhere music can be streamed um just keep a lookout we're dropping an ep pretty soon you know we got some stuff cooking and um yeah other than that if you guys want to listen to our music look up our music videos do whatever that would be fantastic big shout out to everybody who's always supported us scorpion percussion trick drums sponsoring Peyton, fucking puff tough an absolute amazing clothing brand that i just made a deal with they're fantastic people like they're awesome like all of our sponsors all the people that love us all of our families and everything like that just if any of you guys are listening thank you so much because i wouldn't have the opportunities to do this um without you and that means the absolute fucking world but yeah cutthroat crew ain't going anywhere if you don't like us too bad <laughs> rin your teeth and bear it because i ain't fucking leaving Fuck so yeah. there you go i'm not fucking leaving <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fucking leaving that's a fucking killer that's, that's, that on. <laughs> dude, that's one of my favorite fucking lines in a movie ever <laughs> they're gonna need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah dude uh, yeah, he's taking the mic. He's just fucking beating it in his head. Double sugar face, dude. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> Classic. And on that note, Bronzies, <laughs> we're going to leave all of y'all, though, because we are fucking leaving. So, Bronzies, until next time, this has been Bronze Metal Podcast. <laughs>